At MedInfo 2023, I got to speak to Kate Quirk, the CEO of Alcidian, and Martin Mazinski, founder of Alinqua. In this discussion, we delve into the growing problem of increased emergency department presentations and wait times in Australia. We explore the recent strategic partnership between Alcidian and Alinqua that aims to revolutionise the way hospitals manage and optimise their operations using clinical and operational data, which in the end will hopefully improve patient care, reduce waiting times and enhance the experience of care workers as well. Here it is. Collaboration starts with the conversation, Team Health Tech. Let's make it happen. This is Talking Health Tech with me, Peter Birch, featuring content and community about technology in healthcare. Between now and the end of June, we're conducting the 2024 Talking Health Tech audience survey. This helps us prioritize content, hone in key messages, and refine the show to make it even better. We also want to understand who the biggest cohorts of our audience are. So I'd love for you to take five or 10 minutes to have your say and complete the survey. Everyone who completes it goes in the draw to win a share of $1,000 worth of THT Plus membership credits to put towards a membership for yourself as an individual or to help get the word out about your company. The link to complete the survey is in the show notes of this episode or just go to talkinghealthtech.com slash survey. Guys, how are you going? Good, thanks, Peter. How are you going? Well, thanks. Good, good. Thank you for joining me and allowing me to accost the Alcidian booth here. A great setup here at MedInfo. But we've got a really good collaborative conversation which fits so swimmingly on the Talking Health Tech podcast. I might start on this side and get you both to introduce and tell us who you are, where you're from. Sure. My name is Martin Mazinski. I founded a company called Alinqua that's now doing a lot in the sort of hospital automation space and really trying to drive operational efficiencies in the side of the hospital that's maybe not necessarily directly patient care related, but all of the support services around that. Nice one. Thanks, Martin. Okay. And Kate Quirk, CEO of Alcidian. We're a healthcare informatics company that's been really focused on creating data, using data to create a platform opportunity to look at how data can help again, as Martin has alluded, to manage more efficiently the healthcare systems process. For many years, we've been really focused on what we call flow or patient flow through the organisation. How does data help us to more efficiently move patients through the system? You know, historically, we've looked at this or managed this through really manual processes. But now we're in this amazing position where a lot of the data is available in a digital format. So Alcidian's Maya flow capability has started to come to the fore all of a sudden. Got it. Excellent. And so we've got two partners, two providers of services of technology that are enabling quite similar things, but it's great they've got you both together. Talk to me a little bit more about this cool little partnership that you've So we've had a dream for a while about creating an operational command centre. Lots of different words for the same thing, but it's really an operational centre. We've really launched this now as Maya Central. And the idea of Maya Central is that we can work with partners like Alinqua to bring together what our strength is, which is around clinical patient-oriented data, with the operational data around how you manage a hospital. And the intersection between that data is really critical to understand what's going on at any particular time in any point of care in the organisation. And so I think this partnership is really hopefully the beginnings of building an ecosystem that supports hospital operations centres, regardless of where you're coming into the journey from. Yeah. And Martin, from your side, that sounds like logical kind of fit in terms of where the strengths lie within the organisations. Yeah, absolutely. Real-time data is kind of where we live. So not so much 
it happened and now we're doing analysis on it down the track. Yeah. For us, most of the uh, use cases that we enable have sub-second response times. So people hitting a panic button, someone has to be running within a second. Mm. And that kind of our world. And so the more that data comes online through sensors, devices, and digitalization, the more it becomes a data-rich environment that you can then drive these kind of efficiencies through. Yeah. So yeah, very excited. Yeah. And Following on from that too, you know, we talk about capturing more data, having that visibility, improving efficiencies, but what for? And I think about it in a hospital setting, the two biggest issues that we always seem to talk about and that patients face troubles in accessing good healthcare is like ambulance ramping and ED wait times. It sounds like you're definitely speaking directly to these points, right? Yeah, there's huge problems. Mm. Australia has a, there's a very interesting ecosystem here. It's very competitive. There's a lot of innovators. So there's a lot of innovation which then drives marketplace competition. I think what's happening here, the reason I'm really excited by it is it's an example of the other way around. You've got, I guess, two companies who are going, hey, we do this bit really well. Mm. Let's team up and actually solve this whole big problem because it is a big problem. The wait times and ramping are in the paper every week. To actually be able to team up and actually strike a meaningful blow against that, I think mm. is really exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Just adding to that, if you think about the process of this, someone's coming to the hospital either through ED or through an ambulance. Somebody today is saying, what is the bed availability across this organisation? Oh, you know what? I don't have any beds, but I've got a lot of people in ED. I need to move them into the beds. What's stopping them from getting into the beds? Maybe the cleaners haven't cleaned the beds. Maybe mm. there isn't, the beds are not adequately resourced. That information is there in people's heads today. And a lot of people are ringing around, spending a lot of time trying to find out why the bed in that ward over there is not empty or available. Yeah. We want to expose all that data. The combination of what we do with what Alinqua does gives us power to look at the whole hospital from yeah. both a clinical patient perspective, but also what's going on from an operational perspective that equally could be preventing an ambulance from getting into ED. Yeah, yeah. And I think about if we're trying to reduce wait times in EDs or the ramping aspect, make sure more patients are seen within a clinical setting. My mind immediately goes to, let's make the clinicians work harder. But from the example that you gave then, that's not really the case. It's almost the working smarter, yeah. not harder. It's the right? opposite, right? We're really trying to release clinicians' time so they got more time to care. Now, I'm very focused on if we can automate 10, 15% of the things that happen for clinicians every day that are administrative, mm. the phone calls, the answering of pages, going to try and find a phone, and we can take that away, then they've got more time to treat patients, mm. more time at the bedside. That's absolutely what this is about, giving them more opportunity to do what they do well and less time spent chasing things that, from a data perspective, the information's all there, but we're just not exposing it in a way that is easy for them to use efficiently. Yeah. I think about how this is a problem that we've faced for a long time in healthcare. Why is this happening now? Is it like, why couldn't we do this yeah. five, ten years ago? I'll add to Martin about certainly in respect, but just to understand that, you know, Maya Flow was something that we actually started 15 or some more years ago. Mm. And one of the challenges was there was not data available in digital format to make it as useful as we wanted it to be. So we had a lot of stuff on paper. As we've built, rolled out EMRs, as we've got a lot more in a digital format, we are now at this perfect opportunity to be able to use it. And I think the other thing is we have a situation that in terms of the resourcing of healthcare with people, with nurses, with mm. clinicians, we post-COVID have never really been in this situation, I don't think, before, where across the world we do not have enough people to meet demand. 
So technology isn't the solution. Technology is an enabler for us to deal with the challenges that we've got. Yeah. yeah. So everything you said, but on the operational side is equally true. Maybe even, I won't say more so, but definitely as true. In not even 10, 20, 30 years ago, systems in buildings were basically siloed. They were, they were connected to the sensors. We had automatic doors for 50 years, but they were just automatic doors. That data wasn't going anywhere. There was no centralized control. So these what's called OT, operational technologies, these systems have been separate from IT for as long as I can remember. Mm. And then in the last kind of decade, there's been a huge digitization of those technologies. So your building management, your security systems, your fire panels, they're all coming across. And even though they were already electronic, they weren't part of the digital ecosystem yeah. of a database that you can source. Now that they are, you get all of that data about the facility, what's going on, what's it doing, where assets are, what assets are about to be in short supply. And you can start feeding that into the kind of predictive algorithms that we're talking about here and really driving decision support to levels we've never been able to do mm. before because the data hasn't been there. The Talking Health Tech podcast has evolved a lot over the years, all based on audience feedback. Now I need your help, yes you, to shape the future of this show. Between now and the end of June, we're running our biggest campaign to date in order to understand what makes the global healthcare ecosystem tick. Last time we ran our Talking Health Tech audience survey, we learnt... 40% of our audience are clinicians, 77% of our audience tune in for professional development and market awareness, 8% of people listen to Talking Health Tech for competitor profiling, and only 2% of people listen to the podcast to fall asleep. And this time around, I can't wait to find out about your preferences for audio versus video content, which topics we should dive into more, preferences for hosts and formats and geographical reach and so much more. And don't worry, we'll be sharing all the insights once all the responses are collected as well. So if you're a supporter of Talking Health Tech and you can spare five or ten minutes, please complete our 2024 audience survey. And to say thanks for your input, everyone who completes the survey goes into the draw to win a share of $1,000 worth of credits towards THT Plus membership. Go to talkinghealthtech.com survey or the links in the show notes of this episode as well. If I think about then, though, on the other side, I'm a simple guy. And if I think about if there's data on everything, literally like when each door opens and closes, I guess it's a conversation we speak about in healthcare a lot too. It's what you actually do with the data. It's great that we can capture it. But if you've just got all this data that's actually not being used for something, it defeats the purpose though. But it sounds like we've got a use for this stuff. Yeah. For a start, and picking up on the predictive side and the machine learning, all this data can actually help you predict what's going to happen in the next hour, in the next mm. 10 minutes, in next week. And so you can plan a lot for looking at historically what has happened, what is the future going to hold for us? That is something that is very much missing in the healthcare conversation at the moment. And we're really about how do you use all of this amazing data now to help plan better, predict better, understand what's going to be happening so you can resource better, so you can move your assets around to where they need to be, not have them sitting there waiting until you hit a crisis point And then, wow, let's now move into action because we don't have beds available or resources yeah. available. Getting ahead of the curve for sure. Well, then thinking about, you know, if we're, if we're utilising this data well and demonstrate this type of partnership on the platform, what, what excites you about the future, firstly, from your side, Martin, about this opportunity and what it might demonstrate? So I think what excites me is the more data you get, the more data you put in front of people, the less humans are able to process all of that data. And mm. I think what's going to happen is similarly to what's happened in airliners, in cars. If you look at dashboards, 
over the years, as we got more sensors, you got more gauges. But now mm. you don't have gauges for things that we had gauges for in the 80s and 90s. Why? Because it's just the car will tell you, hey, I'm overheating. Yeah. You don't need to see the temperature. Yeah. That is not information you need. And true. I think the next evolution of this kind of system is to take the information away from something that someone has to sit there looking at and actually start to be smart enough for all those algorithms to kick in so that instead of visibility, you start getting awareness. You're mm. made aware of things that you need to know as they happen to make the most effective use of your decision-making capability, which is actually really cool because it means everything's gonna get simpler, not more complex, because the computers under the covers are doing much more complex stuff. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I like that, yep. I like that. It's yeah. a good answer. Now you're talking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I he said. <laughs> no, but I'm thinking then as well from the Arcidian point right. of view as well. It's a great yeah. demonstration of the partnership opportunities. Exactly, yeah. and I think the other thing that we see as a real differentiator of what we're putting forward here is Biocentral is designed to be modular in nature, right? Mm. So we're not saying let's plan a big control centre, let's build it, let's put in 50 screens, let's wait three years whilst we get all the data in. We need speed to value in healthcare at the moment. We need to get things in quickly and show the returns from that. So you can start simply, right? Mm. Let's start with looking at the flow. Let's start with looking at some of the duress calls and where that's going. Then build in more, then build in more, then build in more. And for healthcare systems, they don't want to actually look at the monolithic answer to a command centre if it's costing them $20 million, right? That's not where we're at in this country. We really need to be addressing it in a much more modular and structured way, I think, in terms of where do we want to be and how do you get there quickly? Mm. Love it. Well, Kate, Martin, I really appreciate making the time to have a chat about a partnership that really demonstrates the power of partners coming together to solve problems in a collaborative way. So thank you so much for your time. Yeah. Thank you, Peter. Thank you. Thanks to Martin and Alinqua. Hey, thanks for sticking around to the end of this episode. If you made it this far, you're the perfect person that I want to hear from. Our THT Plus audience survey is now open until the end of June, and I personally read every submission. In fact, if you leave a comment in the survey that you heard this promotion in a podcast episode, I promise I'll reply directly to you by email with a personal note of thanks, and I'll even buy your coffee next time I see you in person. It's pretty easy. Just go to talkinghealthtech.com slash survey and have your say. For more content and community about technology and healthcare, visit talkinghealthtech.com.